0: Welcome to the Drinking Geek Out Podcast. Now, part of the Hopped Up Network. This is a show where we drink beer, geek out, and talk about it. We're doing a light episode today, and we figured we had a request to do it, so Allison jumped on board immediately. Well I started doing it.
1: Y'all discussed it, and none of you have officially taken in the entirety of what this podcast is about. And since I have I figured it was kind of my call to take over.
0: Yeah, so you're gonna hear her majority of the time because I do not know anything about it.
1: That's not true.
0: That's true. I know a little bit, but not a whole lot.
1: So enough keeping you in the dark.
0: No. Keep it in the dark even longer. I am joined with Allison, just in case you couldn't tell, <laughs> and I am Dustin, of course. So uh Saf posted around um our untapped. Based on my request, so if you want to keep following what I'm drinking or what the guys are drinking, feel free to add me to the untapped. Uh, it's under, uh, I think it's like at D3W. Do you have an untapped? No. no. Okay. Well, then. All right. That was my little plug.
1: Okay. So besides them following you on untapped, there's other sort of social media, but we'll get to that later. As you probably already know, since you're listening to us, you've probably heard the spiel like what now? Oh, I don't know, 50 times? Yeah. How many episodes are there?
0: Well, there's like 30-something regular episodes and 20-something light episodes.
1: So, like, 60. Yeah, close. Close enough. That was a good guess. Right. All right, so... What's the topic today? We had a re- Well, I didn't. You guys. Yeah, we did You request. had a request. And, again, since I am the only knowledgeable person of the group that's not really a part of the group <laughs> who has experienced this in its entirety, here is your request for the x-files anyway Isn't it a... <laughs> well whatever you can pick whatever sketchy music you want i'm not gonna try and do their uh, intro because it's it's just no it's too much for me can't handle it
0: yeah i don't think we have rights to either yeah no so I... that's the best that it's gonna get
1: yep sorry Unless we find the 8-bit version and it can be our intro. Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay. Anyway, so this is our X-Files episode. Um, as you know, hopefully, there is 10 total seasons of the X-Files. But if you have any sort of sci-fi knowledge or like any sort of alien movies, you know that there is an 11th season being teased to come out in 2018. Not sure when. Some people are saying November. Depends. We'll see. Um, But yeah, so, this is one of the longest-running science fiction series in network TV history, and it follows FBI agents who are assigned to mind-bending, quote-unquote, cases known as the X-Files. They range from aliens to just strange occurrences or weird things that people can't really understand or put their finger on directly until, of course, they go and figure it out. So, this is a conspiracy theorists' wasteland, or wonderland, depending on how you view it. You have our favorite conspiracy theorist and supposed alien abductee survivor, Fox Mulder, who is played by David Duchovny, and his realist partner who was assigned to him, Dana Scully, who is played by Gillian Anderson. And of most of the series, they are trying to prove that the truth is out there, so supposedly that there is some sort of alien... Um, influence on Earth.
0: Yeah, she did air quotes, by the way. When she when she said it, she did the air quotes a lot. The truth
1: is it. out there. Question mark. Um. Anyway, and this was this series was created by Chris Carter, who also has served as executive producer of other um, thrilling pop, pop culture phenomenons. He was influenced by Colchat If you've ever seen that, it's the Night Stalker and the Twilight Zone series. Um, He pitched this idea at least twice before it was accepted. And they saw quick popularity as the series grew over time. Um, They rose throughout its beginning. It was generally positive thoughts, positive reviews from critics and media. Um, Some of the later seasons are questionable. um, But, you know... We get to that point when you're to the 10th season, it kind of falls off, but I have high hopes for 11th season. Um, And of course, as you hopefully know, most of its taglines have become popular um, cultural staples, so the truth is out there, other things of that nature. Um, Something that you probably have seen if you have uh, bitmojis, if you have a bitmoji on your Phone. So, like, if you use it to text or whatever, or Snapchat, whatever social media you use, they have uh, X Files references in your Bitmojis if you scroll all the way to the bottom. So, yeah, it's it's a big deal. We're big we're big time over here with X Files. Anyway, so the first episode dated back to 1993 on September 10th was when the first episode aired. Um, like I said, 10 seasons, also two movies. Season 11, we're holding out hope. We'll see what happens. Overall. We have three rating systems, kind of like we have for our beer. So, 8.7 of 10 from INDB, 4.6 out of 5 from Hulu, and 9 out of 10 from TV.com. So, overall, people love X-Files. That's just how it is. Are going to
0: give them bottle caps after every episode?
1: <laughs> Not quite. But, I mean, there has been some ups and downs. There's been some fluctuations, like I said, especially in the later seasons, with it taking some crazy turns and adding some characters who are kind of like, what... And the whole mythological arc of the show has kind of got convoluted at the end. But overall, I liked it. I mean, I watched it all. So I even was like, you know, questioning my logic when I started watching the ninth and 10th season. I'm like, okay, this is getting kind of sad. But I finished it. I did it, guys. I did it. I watched them all. So I'm excited for season 11. We'll see. Okay, so just to take a step back, if you haven't seen them, I'm going to try and do like, three-sentence overviews of each season, so that way you can kind of catch up with me. Um, Of course, if you haven't seen them, I suggest you watch them. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore at this point, and depending on when you're listening to this, I can't guarantee anything, but you should watch it. I'm sure it has a Hulu rating, so it's probably on Hulu if you have Hulu. Anyway, so first season was introduced, was the introduction of the main characters, obviously, Fox, Mulder, and Dana Scully and they were obviously the main focus. It, you know, you see Mulder kind of having his little crazy moments in his office and Dana kind of walks in and is like, "What are you doing? Like, why am I stuck down here?" Anyway, you get the introduction of the important characters of Deep Throat, Walter Skinner, and the cigarette smoking man who, you know, has overarching presence. The season introduced um, the main concept, obviously revolving on in- investigation of paranormal and supernatural cases that are quote-unquote known as the X-Files, um, under the FBI. So it kind of lays the groundwork for the series' overarching mythology and what we kind of expect from the series and from the rest of the series. The second season of the X-Files takes place after the closure of the department following the events of the first season finale, obviously, You know, they gotta leave you with a cliffhanger. not gonna explain it to you. You need to watch it. Um, Obviously, there's a kind of change here. Um, We get more of these monster of the week, quote unquote, episodes. That was a good thing that they started on Wikipedia. I saw that. I was like, yeah, that actually is really, you know, true. You get the guy who lives in the sewers and whatever. And those are kind of standalone, one villain type creature to solve the problem and move on. Um, several episodes, although, furthered the conspiracy mythology and they have begun to form this kind of, you know, something's going on further in, you know, governments involved or the aliens are involved. There's something going on that we don't know about. And we introdu- we get introduced to several reoccurring characters at this point. There's X, who's the informant. You get Krychek, who you go... Who is this guy? You know, you think he's good, then you don't know if he's good, and then he gets turned into his enemy, and it's crazy. Um, You also have the alien bounty hunter, the shape-shifting assassin. Um, Anyway, these storylines are widely affected due to Gillian Anderson's pregnancy, so this is where the idea of Scully getting kidnapped kind of comes into play. So she gets abducted by aliens, so that's kind of like why she's not in the storyline. Realistically, she was pregnant. Anyway, so, because... that she was you know appearing comatose for two episodes later which ultimately added more intricacies to the overarching mythology of the series so the fact that she gets abducted you know plays into the whole shebang which i don't know if that was necessarily supposed to happen or not or they just took advantage of this opportunity anyway the third season features the conclusion of several plot lines that's introduced in season two And new plot elements come into play. So major plot arcs include the conspiracy theory being discovered with an alien autopsy Um, video is acquired. Scully search for the killer of her sister and who is X. Um, And then, of course, you get the alien versus Black Oil, which is first introduced in this season, and then you have features, again, for the Monster of the Week episodes, which are standalone stories that aren't necessarily included in the whole arc of the series, necessarily. The fourth season focuses heavily on Mulder and Scully's investigation of an alien conspiracy, which is protected by the mysterious Syndicate. This is kind of where we get into more of that detail with the story arc. Um, Midway through the season, Scully is diagnosed with terminal cancer, As a result of her abduction, so she begins to lose. Oh, she and Mulder begin to lose faith in the idea of extraterrestrials just because there's so much else going on. Um, Focusing on how to beat cancer for Scully and getting all that kind of out of the way was more important to them at this point, obviously, um, than worrying about, you know, some huge alien conspiracy. Even though that's all related, so it kind of doesn't make sense that he begins to lose faith in the idea of ET's, but. It does because he's going kind to of focus on other things. Anyway, season five. So this was the first season of the show where the whole course of the story was planned. So this is due to the 1998 feature film being filmed before it, but being scheduled to release after season five aired. So the fifth season um, focused heavily on Mulder's loss of faith in the existence of extraterrestrials and Skelly's resurgence of health following her bout with cancer, so new characters are also introduced, including Jeffrey Spender and Diana Fowley, and the psychic Gibson Praise in the finale, The End. So this leads up, like I said, to the 1998 film, the original X-Files movie. Um, that story kind of follows Mulder and Scully as they're removed from the X-Files, an investigation of a bombing of a building that destroys criminal evidence, um, they uncover what appears to be a government conspiracy, again, kind of looping that back in, attempting to hide the truth about an alien colonization of Earth. So, and that kind of leads to the premiere of the sixth season, so they kind of leave you with that cliffhanger to wait till the TV show picks up again. The sixth season continues from that point, um, so focusing on the separation from the X-Files division and the demise of the Syndicate, which is that you know, shadow government group attempting to cover up the existence of extraterrestrials in the first place. Um, And there's that two-part episode, two fathers, one son, and that kind of links it all together. And then the first half of the season, also, you see Diana Fowley and Jeffrey Spender becoming more recurring characters. Um, And then, interesting note, in this season, you notice a change because the filming was moved to LA because David Duchovny wanted to be closer to his wife and his family, so, you kind of notice a shift in what the typical landscape of the show is like. In season seven, we see the complete destruction of the syndicate, noting that this is the end of various other storylines. Um, this is the season where Mulder learns of his true fate, the true fate of his sister, Samantha. So, we kind of have that flashback episode in the beginning where it kind of sees what happens, like, is she really being abducted? What happened? Um... With Mulder being abducted also by aliens and Scully learns that she's pregnant. So this is the last season of Duchovny, as I like to call it. Um, So this is the last season where he's a full-time player in the episodes um, until season 10 because he, at this point, is suing Fox. So (laughs) he kind of like falls off the face of the planet there for a minute. Season 8 takes place after Mulder's alien abduction in the seventh season, so the story arc is the search for Mulder, Um, and then we have this new arc about Scully's pregnancy, and this is the continuation of that arc, and the end of the next season, um, oh wait, and it ends with the next season. The season explores various themes such as life, death, and belief. So for this season, he, Duchovny, he, elected to return as an intermittent main character, and he only appears in about half the episodes. And this is where we see actor Robert Patrick hired as a replacement playing Do- John Doggett. At this point, I was like, oh, God. You know, something happened. these out. This is going to be one of those scenes where they try to replace it and keep the show going. So this is where I kind of lost faith in the episodes. But, you know, I continued. So this season also marked the first appearance of Annabeth Gish, who played Monica Reyes. Reyes? Who would become the main character in the ninth season? So not only do we get this huge cash change, we have Chris Carter updating the credits, which hadn't happened. Obviously, it's been the same because it's been the same characters since the first season. So not only do we have this change in characters, we have this change in opening credits. Um, So that was kind of an interesting point where you kind of know that something was up before the first episode even happened because you see them differently and the opening is not the same as what it was. So, the ninth season. This takes place after Mulder goes into hiding, following the events of the eighth season finale, Existence. Again, I'm not going to explain it all to you. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's pretty interesting. Um, it kind of revived my faith that Mulder was still going to be a part of the show. Uh, so the main story for this season follows Dana Scully, and then Doggett and Reyes on their hunt to reveal the government conspiracy involving the elaborate creation of super soldiers. So, if you have any, like, Marvel inclination, this kind of is an important season. you probably like it. Um, for this season, Duchovny and Anderson are scaled back with their involvement. So, again, I was a little concerned. Um, Duchovny only starred in the first two episodes and the season finale where, you know, Doggett and Reyes became the show's central characters and you have Walter Skinner becoming a main character and the creator... Um, hope that the show would continue on with new leads and the opening credits were redesigned again. So again, this is another point where I was kind of like, oh god, they changed it again. We're dying. Like, this show is dying. Like, what's happening right now? So it was interesting for me to see that Scully and Mulder were gone from the opening credits. So again, this is another point where I was like, "Oh," But we move on. Okay, this at this point, we have the second movie, The X-Files, I Want to Believe, the 2008 release. So this does not focus on the series themes up until this point. So this is kind of like a standalone thriller, horror story, similar to many of the Monster of the Week episodes that were frequently seen in TV series. So this, again, brings back Mulder and Scully, who have been out of the FBI for several years, Um, Mulder's living in isolation as a fugitive, and Scully has become a doctor. She's at a Catholic-run hospital, so she has a super-friendly relationship with a seriously ill patient. Um, FBI agent gets kidnapped. Um, a former priest is experiencing the psychic visions of the endangered agent, so they, Mulder and Scully kind of come back and help the FBI, um, Because they have, you know, the paranormal expertise on this area.
0: Wasn't he also uh, convicted or at least uh, thought to have molested a child? Yeah. So why are we talking about this fool?
1: Yeah. (laughs) The priest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to let that go, but okay. (laughs) Anyway. Yes, so when it comes to uh, having... Intel. You kind of take it from whoever you can get it from when someone's life's on the line, I guess. Anyway, moving on. The final season up until this point, right? So, who knows? The 10th season takes place 14 years after the 9th season. So, we have a big gap. Um, And 7 years after the film came out. So, at this point, the FBI has reinstated Mulder and Scully to learn more about the existence of extraterrestrials and their relationship with the government. Ever since the second movie debuted, there was talk of a third X-Files movie to wrap up the series' remaining storylines. However, for years, these talks never resulted in any action. Um, until March 24, 2015, Fox announced the series would return as a short format event series with six episodes. And up until this point, we've kind of been waiting to see what happens. And the 11th season has finally been teased to us, so we... Have a little bit of info from the New York Comic Con where we got to see the first um, full length kind of teaser trailer. And then we hope to see that Scully and Mulder, well, at least I do, hope to see that Scully and Mulder come back and have this kind of new relationship with the FBI as people who are hopefully, you know, worth keeping. Um, but it will definitely pick up after last season's finale because it's If you watch the trailer, it's pretty cool. And hopefully we'll learn more about Mulder and Scully's son, William. And he will be probably the main story arc for the rest of that season. And we'll see if it picks up anywhere. So hopefully Duchovny and Anderson have resolved their issues with Carter because otherwise this will be a weird season. And I'm kind of interested to see if Reyes and Doggett are in this one. I mean, I know Doggett is, and I'm pretty sure Reyes is. But what will their parts be? Does this become, like, a four-person team? Does this become, like, two sets of agents who are in the same area? Are Mulder and Scully pretty much done? And they're, like, passing the torch, even though that kind of already happened? Who knows? But, I don't know. We'll find out, man. Hopefully. As long as it actually comes out when it's supposed to. like I said, supposedly around November 2018... So we got a while to speculate.
0: Do you have a favorite episode?
1: Hmm. There are a lot of good ones. I mean, all the ones that have to do with the aliens being actually, you know, controlled by the government, doing the whole alien autopsy are pretty interesting. Um, The ones that stick out to me are the ones that are based on, like, real life events. So there's the one with the family that's you know, only breeds internally and they all have missing limbs and they all live in this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere that's based off of, shoot, Poe? Somebody. Some famous author knew this family that did something like this in real life. Can't remember who it is. Off the top of my head. But of episodes you've seen, do you remember anything in particular? that Stands out?
0: When Mulder delivered an alien baby.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's a good one too.
0: That's the only one I remember.
1: That's the only one?
0: From, like, details. I remember Mulder and Scully.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I remember, like, one of the first ones I remember from one of the beginning seasons is the guy who lived in the sewers. He was, like, wait, I don't know, he was, like, a sludge dude. I forget, I forget what the point was, or, like, what he did to get him found, but I remember there was a sludge guy. Like, <laughs> I can, like, picture him in my head, but I don't remember what the point of that story was, actually. I just remember that... They were like, what? This dude living in the sewers. is like a sludge guy. <laughs> anyway. Right. So. X-Files. Super excited. Season 11. We'll see what happens. Um, and if this has taught you nothing, it's that we take your requests seriously. So if you have something you want to hear, especially if it's something that the guys know nothing about, I'm pretty sure we can outsource it to someone awesome who knows a lot about things. Like yeah. me. <laughs> so. Right. Alright.
0: So you've been talking for twenty-ish minutes. Are you thirsty? Yeah. Seem a little look a little parched.
1: I mean I could use something delicious.
0: I think I have something just for you. Yay. I picked it up a little bit ago when I was recording my haunted Indiana. So I'm gonna surprise you real quick. Alright. Just give me a moment to grab it. Alright. Alright, I brought you some zombie killer.
1: My favorite.
0: Yeah, from Bee Nectar Metery. Yes. Now, this uh, meadery is located in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I've already given the backstory about them because I did use uh, their mead, Black Fang, in a previous episode. If you want to know about them, you should check out their website at bnectar.com, or if you want to listen to one of my previous podcasts, uh, The Most Haunted Places in Indiana. I actually talk about uh, Black Fang because of the creepy, the spooky, and scary type of logo. (laughs) <laughs> so that was that was interesting. So we have the zombie killer in front of us. Uh, you introduced this to me when you were in Virginia. Yeah. You got it, was, it at Bilbo Baggins.
1: Yes, it was actually a happy accident.
0: Happy accident.
1: That's yeah. what I like to call it. Right, so <laughs>
0: this is a cherry hard cider. Yes. It has essential elements of apples and cherries. <laughs> the appearance is a deep pink and a clear color with a light, lacy head that quickly dissipates. As you can tell, I don't have any head on this one. Do you have any head on yours? Not anymore. Not anymore. All right, so the aroma is going to be crisp, clean apple cider, round, ripe tart cherry. Yep. You're going to experience a tart cherry sweetness up front with full, yet crisp fermented cider. Heavy apple skins complement the cherry. Sweet, creamy honey rounds the flavor and balances the tartness of the cherry. Light carbonation lifts the flavor while the honey smooths the overall mouthfeel. Finishes crisp and clean. This is not a beer, but it is cider and alcoholic, so it counts. (laughs) Uh, The alcohol is 5.5%, so it's going to be quite tasty. Uh, It comes in a 500-milliliter bottle is what we got in front of us. This is basically a sixth of a barrel keg. Uh, The prices, basically, you get them by bottle or you can get them on tap for this. And then there's also food pairings, which is I always found interesting to look at to see if we can get such a f- food pairing, uh, which kind of makes me hungry because <laughs> it sounds like a sandwich I would eat. Compliments many rich, fatty foods like bacon, barbecue, burgers, avocado, and uh, high-fat blue cheeses. Sounds like one big burger right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, actually.
0: Yeah. It also pairs well with sweet foods like ice cream and cupcakes. All right, so this is you know pretty exciting, something that we have in front of us. So, I love uh, it. yeah, the label uh, has the uh, the logo of the the bee the or the fly. Bee. Yeah,
1: it's a bee. It's a bee nectar.
0: It's a bee. Yeah, yeah bee nectar. <laughs> uh, it's a white silhouette of a bee that follows the zombie killer in the background. Nice little font. Yep. And then you have
1: well, on top behind that you have the honeycomb.
0: Look, oh yeah the honeycomb yeah but you
1: that. neglected
0: dimension
1: I, I missed that yeah because it's a uh, honey flavor overall inside so it's honeycomb with zombie killer on top with the b and then to the left you have our ninja cherry dude
0: ninja cherry dude with a samurai sword
1: yeah he does have a samurai sword Cutting. and he's using both hands
0: he's using both hands
1: he's like he's supposed to
0: yeah but the blade is not curved but that's neither here nor there uh, you have an apple zombie. Apparently. It's being cut in half by this cherry. So he's the zombie killer. Yes. It, in 2011, won the Mazer Cup gold medal. So, good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's delicious.
0: Did it say anything on the side of the bottle?
1: Yeah. It's actually why I like this the first place. When I tried it, I was like, oh, that's cute. It says, dedicated to the freaks and geeks. What started as a top-secret experiment with Michigan honey, cherries, and apple cider became a viral epidemic. It won't be easy to survive, so grab your weapons and don't forget this bottle for backup. Serve cold. Zombies hate the cold. B, period, where. Which is apparently (laughs) supposed to be some sort of zombie noise. yeah. Nice. Uh, It's a
0: pretty decent-sized bottle.
1: It's very large. It's like... $8, $9
0: $8, $9 at the liquor store.
1: Yeah. It's a little expensive, but you get a lot more than what you would normally get, so it's right. worth it. And it's delicious. But anyway. Pretty much. So, when you pour it out, it does kind of have that pinky, peachy kind of look. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of
0: see-through, light, of course, it's a cider. Yep. So it's As expected. I tev- definitely smelled apple cider in there. When you yeah.
1: But you still get a little bit of that cherry mm-hmm. tartness as well, which is like two of my favorite things, so that's why I picked it out when I tried it.
0: No, oh, pretty much very crisp.
1: Yep. Crisp and bright, but also sweet.
0: Kind of kicks you with cherry at front. Yeah. And then it's like
1: It smooths itself out, yeah.
0: Honey as it just like runs down your throat. It's delicious. Yeah. Not mad about it.
1: Definitely not. I'm a big fan, but I already knew that.
0: Yeah. So they're not going to have anything on Beer Advocate because beer snobs
1: <laughs> uh,
0: won't allow ciders on their thing. Uh-huh. Uh... But Untapped will have it, so I'm gonna pull up Untapped really quick, so we can see. Because I put um, I put the Black thing there, I was able to rate it, it, so I know they'll have this. All right, it does not say any IBUs, uh, but it's me, so there's not a whole lot. None of my friends have checked this in, so I'll be the first. That's exciting. There's been 400 or 42,000 ratings. Dang. At a 3.94. Looks like you pulled up uh, Rapier. hmm We got, what, 97 overall? 97 and overall.
1: 100. in style. Oh. There are 577 ratings. Yep. Yeah.
0: What do we got for anything else? Any interesting comments? It looks like that's a, what, 3.72 has the average?
1: 3.72 out of 5 average, yep. Nice. For the weighted average.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit higher on here. Sounds good. And, of course, most people just kind of check it in. They don't really give anything about it, but uh cannot be mad about it. It tastes pretty good. I'm going to check it in. I'm being a softie by checking these meads and ciders in.
1: Meh, that's fine. I got a top 50 rating for ciders. So of all the ciders, <laughs> this must be a good one.
0: Yep. Ooh. I just got a badge for Untapped 7th Anniversary. Oh. Look at that. Alright, so I checked it in. And I give it a 4. Overall. Uh, I tend to give sweeter drinks, higher ratings. Uh, I can't sit down and drink too many of these. Uh, I would lose my mind.
1: Okay, but let me just point out for a second. There are multiple types of zombie killer. We have the original. There's also a dry hopped version of zombie killer
0: and a whiskey and a
1: whiskey barrel aged version of zombie killer. So that's just something to think about. There are plenty of choices.
0: I would love the whiskey barrel one. Yeah, I am a fan.
1: And then if you haven't had any other bee nectar, then you should try them if you like that kind of thing. Hopefully we'll have another episode where we get into some more bee nectar because there's a couple other favorites of mine that I wouldn't mind talking about. But if not, feel free to try them. Just take my advice when you want something delicious and sweet, obviously. obviously. This is this is your top choice right here. Big fan.
0: Yeah, Big fan
1: of the bee nectar.
0: All right. Well, I think that does it for us.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So you can find this episode anywhere podcasts are located, obviously, because you're listening. So I'm not gonna go through the oh Google Play, iTunes, Skitcher nonsense. But we are on Facebook. Yep. Uh, drinking Geek Out. We are on Twitter at Drinking Geek Out. We are on Instagram, Drinking Geek Out. We have a website <laughs> where you can get to all of our episodes and other things, uh, which is drinking uh, just make sure you click on the Drinking Geek Out logo and it'll take us take you to the podcasts. Uh, we are on Untapped There is something being passed around on Instagram for that. So please, just, you know, if you have other suggestions. Yeah. uh, I mean, this is a really good episode because Allison jumped right on there. And I didn't (laughs) have to do any work. She did it all by the time I got home from work.
1: I did. I did it all. So if you have something that I know, hopefully, you should just telecommunicate with me and then I'll just do it. But the easier way to do that is to email the guys or, you know, message them on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and be like, Hey, this is Geeky, and I want you to do an episode about it. And then you can berate me with things I missed also via their, you know, personal social media accounts also. So, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, have something you want the guys to try, have something you want to talk about, you should do one of those things and hit them up. Yep. And if you like the sound of my voice and you think they should, you know, have me on more, then that's cool too. You can tell them that. They wouldn't be mad.
0: No, we wouldn't be mad. (laughs) All right, so this is where I'm going to experimentally try a tagline to close us out. Oh. Yeah. Remember, everybody, to drink in and geek out.
1: Watch out, everybody.
0: How original.
1: See you later.